Hans and Scotty, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Thanks for making us part of your day as uh, we are live here at RGS Exteriors. Give them a call right now. We're hanging out. I'd uh, love to hear from you. 801-280-3110. It's 801-280-3110. If it has anything to do with the outside of your house, we can get it squared away. All right, joining us now from The Athletic, Chris Camarani, kind enough to join us on the T-Mobile special guest line. Chris, how you doing, man? Hey, Chris. Oh, gentlemen. How, <laughs> how are my two favorite radio hosts? <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't mean that. I, I, Stop it. Gordon and Jake aren't in the room, so yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll ask them later. <laughs> I, I, I just want to know, how many Teslas does Gordon own at this point? Uh, uh, Gordon's more of a Porsche guy, isn't he? Well, Porsche? He, okay. Yeah. I know, he's got a couple of Teslas. He just doesn't drive them. <laughs> they don't make it out of the garage very often. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and it, well, it depends on what house. You know, he's got several, you know, garages. And so that's a good question. Let's the help drive the Teslas. You, that's you, true. you know you've made it when you can talk about several garages. Garages, plural, yes. means you're legit. Yeah, yeah, and multiple Porsches in those garages. Uh, Chris, you kind of—I know—I uh, know you kind of knew this was brewing, but uh, the fact that it actually happened that the Pac-12 pulled the plug—I uh, know it's not a surprise, but actually seeing it come to a reality, what are your, where are your feelings at on this right now? Yeah, I mean, I think it's—I think it's frustrating for uh, a multitude of reasons. We had to the day actually yesterday that you know since Rudy tested positive in OKC um, and, and really we just didn't get enough um, explanations over the course of the last few months from the powers that be about what the plan was um, and I know it's an overwrought cliche but it just felt like the last month or so was just a consistent barrage of Hail Marys that just landed short of the end zone um, and it's uh, it's a bummer for everybody involved. I don't think it's the wrong decision, but that's my personal opinion. Uh, but again, I think we were unable to capitalize on a significant portion of this year. And here we are with no football in the fall. And you can put me in the camp of people that thinks there's no way you can ask college football players to play two seasons in one calendar year. I, I think the Pac-12 will sell it as we can do it, but should they? No. Chris, I might be breaking some code, but because I care about you, and, and obviously you, you've, got some, you've got some things that you need to do in your life, and, and it re- really revolves around college football. How is this impacting you personally? Yeah, I think that's something that remains to be seen. Uh, I think we'll get more clarity on that in the coming days. It's... Uh, not about me and I appreciate the, uh, the question but this uh, the, this decision and, and everything that's going on affects uh, uh, an, an amazing amount of people and you know I think when we think about football not happening I, I, I think even beyond the, the game day atmosphere I think of what college athletics as a, as an organism is as a whole and you think about the amount of people behind the scenes that do so many little things that aren't seen, especially now. I mean, think about um, the, cu- the custodians at these facilities up on the University of Utah campus or down at BYU or Utah State. I mean, you're, you're talking about people that are working into the dead of the night to make sure that everything is as clean and as 
sterile as possible just so some kids can lift some weights at the off chance that they could prepare for a season. This, the trickle-down effect is going to be felt, unfortunately, really heavily, and that sucks. There's no getting around that. Um, but as for me, in the meantime, I think um, I think I should find something to do. And by that, I mean, if you guys have any cool story ideas, please email me. <laughs> well, we're on it for sure. Uh, we'll help you out. Uh, you know, the other thing, too, is the element of trying to find a way to make this work within a pandemic. The Pac-12 says no. The Big Ten says no. But you've got three other conferences saying yes, and they're citing doctors from, you know, seems like, you know, Duke and uh, yeah. the Mayo Clinic. And you've got the Pac-12 saying, well, here's our doctors. That's what's so maddening about this is that everybody's coming at this with, it seems like, from their perspective, with good information. But just Pac-12 just doesn't seem like they're comfortable doing with going that route. And that's that's what's maddening about this is that nobody can really come to – the same page on how to proceed on this. Yeah. And I think what we can learn from this guys is that the NCAA needs desperately needs um, a serious overhaul and college football specifically needs some hierarchy. There needs to be a power five commissioner and um, you know, various employees who work directly with that commissioner who can unite all of these groups, because right now it's the wild west. Um, and it has been for the past few weeks. I mean, we've, we've seen the, uh, the dissolution of, of, of games and agreements and finally conference schedules as a whole. Um, it, it's, it's interesting. I think whoever eventually gets the information on what really transpired behind the scenes during these five months, it will be really fascinating to, to read and hear because, they, they, they talked about how they talk every day. So I, while I understand the undertaking is a tremendous amount of work and there's a lot of risk, uh, we haven't even touched on that yet, but let, let's talk about like, what, was, what, what have they been doing? Like, how, how did we get to a point where on July 31st, they, they teased this you know, conference-only schedule and finally we have some semblance of normalcy where it's like, wow, we can actually talk about theoreticals and, and dive into stuff that we used to talk about. And then 12 days later, it, it seems that everything went sideways. Granted, there is a lot to that. And, and you guys have followed the data, especially locally. Um, we just didn't do a good enough job, guys. I mean, yeah. especially out West. Early on, we, we did a great job. Um, and then we got complacent and people got a little stir crazy. And frankly, I think seven to eight weeks in, semi-quarantine made people feel like they were, were losing their minds a little bit. And I understand that, but without June and July, without the, without this spike locally, I think we could be having a different conversation, at least locally, because as, as we heard this week, the Utah football program from a testing perspective has done a phenomenal job, but that wasn't going to always drive the, the conversation. And ultimately the decision, it was going to be the, the level of community spread in these various Pac-12 footprints, and this summer just overwhelmed everybody, especially in Arizona, in Southern California, and Utah. And you're not going to ask student athletes from all over the country to go into these areas where they could be, in theory, more exposed to a virus. And I know there's the argument that if you're in, um, you know, these pseudo bubbles, when you guys know when these teams travel, they're always together and they're not going anywhere. They're stuck in a hotel or they're, 
you know, they used to go see a movie. I would assume that even if they had played this year, they wouldn't have done that. But the, the, the level of community spread out West for us in the Pac-12 footprint was just too much, I think, to be able to, to do anything else otherwise. Of course, we're seeing the Big 12 and some comments coming from the Big 12 commissioner that would currently represent the Big 12 playing. How, how much damage would be done if the Big 12 or three of the other Power Fives play and the Pac-12 doesn't play? Yeah, that's, that's going to be a huge part of this, but I don't know, guys. You can count me as a, as a cynic in, in this camp with just because they're talking about playing, let's, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit because – we, 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 we saw what a week does after the Pac-12 rolled out their conference-only schedule, and then all of a sudden the leaks started coming out that this thing wasn't going to happen. Just because they say they're going to do it doesn't mean that they're going to get there. Now, they might try a little harder, and they might be willing to risk a little bit more. It's, it's tough. There are so many deep layers to this conversation, and you guys know this. Long-term, is it going to be worth risking the health and safety of – college athletes who aren't getting compensated whatsoever. I don't know. From my standpoint, from my opinion, I would say no, but that's me. I'm not a player. I'm not a coach. I'm just saying long-term, is it worth it? Because we, we've seen a lot of reports come out this week. And Scotty, you, you referenced that everybody's kind of throwing out these random medical reports from different respected doctors. And it's tough. And this, this goes back to another thing, like how, how are so many different conferences relying on experts from different parts of the country. Like how, how is there not some sense of uniformity? And, it, and it's yeah. absurd. It's, this was always going to be the hardest sport to pull off bar none, because one, it's not a professional sport. You have no union. You can't get a green light from a bunch of players who say like, these, these are our lists of demands and we want these met before we will report to a bubble or a training camp or whatever. But secondly, the, the, these kids, have so much to lose and I understand they have so much to gain and and Hamza I, I really liked your tweet from the other day about like when you were 12 to 30 you would have done anything but, but yeah. your mindset changed I think we have to do a better job of embracing that and you as a former player have done a good job of relaying that to people because when you're from a 30,000 foot view it's just not safe enough it's just not safe enough and, and I understand these these young men want to play They've worked their asses off to play, and, and, that's, and that's, you know, that's commendable. But right now, it's just not safe enough to play. Chris, you're one of the best, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for your time, and uh, let us uh, – we'll, we'll keep sending those uh, story ideas your way. Please do. I appreciate it, guys. You're great, Got Chris. It. Thank you. Chris Kamrani from The Athletic right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. And it's tough. Like, you know, Chris is – Chris brings up a really good point, and Chris is also a guy that is in a situation where this is this is impacting his job in a big, big way. You know what? We just the Mike Yam just announced on Twitter he's been let go by the Pac-12 Network. Budget cuts. There's a, the face of the Pac-12 Network. Mike Yam was just let go. So I mean that's that's what we're dealing with right now. And and by the way, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Can I just say in regards to Chris Kamrani and, and others that are kind of in his camp <clears throat> um, with the standing of, of believing that it's, it's too dangerous to move forward and play and, to have to, and making that decision for these athletes, I, I, I want to say this. I, I really respect that opinion. 
you know, if, if people believe that it's just too dangerous, and in their mind, it really is too dangerous, and, and, and they believe that, I can respect that opinion. You know, because I could see their, their look at it is, well, no, we, we have to take this decision away. Because he's right. I did. I sent out a tweet, and I said, it doesn't matter. I would go. Yeah. I, I, would, I would press forward. And, and until you take it away from me, because you think it's too dangerous and you know better, I'm going to play.